3: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v the sports betting network. three of the nightcap here on Beeson alongside super bowl champ sean king i am tim murray final minute or so in milwaukee wisconsin trying to bring on our beautiful baby that is the marquette golden eagles 90 seconds to go they lead by 10 never in doubt catching four and a half never in doubt just not have a duke maryland situation circa 2001 and we're good that's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Let's bring in a gentleman we saw earlier tonight. My guy. Trying not to fall asleep after that meal. Kenny White's. thank you, sir, for a wonderful early cap to the night cap. It was spectacular. How are you doing, Kenny?
4: I'm uh, doing great, guys. Yeah, great meal. It was a lot of fun uh, to hang out with you guys tonight. So um pleasure. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm ready for a nap myself.
1: <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> and you know what's great about tonight is now the bar has been set. So now we've got to challenge the rest of our guys. <laughs> you know, they've got to
4: outdo
3: K Weezy. <laughs> See, I'm I'm like the the ultra grateful, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sean's like, no, no, no. Now we need to go higher and bigger. Well, no, and no.
1: <laughs> we've acknowledged, you know, Kenny's generosity and thanked him profusely for it. But now we gotta challenge the other guys. We got, hey, get down, you know. You know, be down to be square.
3: Well, Kenny's the best. We appreciate he him. Is. As we love always. you, Kenny. At KYD Vegas on Twitter. Why don't you, can you flip through your uh, your notebook there? Because I believe his, his favorite play, Kenny, remind me, I think Jimmy Garoppolo under came home because wasn't there like a, a minus five yard screen pass late in that game? Because he ended up with like 230 passing yards. So I think we got there and you loved, you had great, a uh, breakdown for the under for the under in Niners Rams. I've tailed you on that one. And that was never in doubt.
4: Yeah. Well, you might've just given me a winner. I didn't even know about. I thought I lost the Garoppolo prop, but you're I thought, right. I do. I, I do remember the minus five yard pass. So
1: see, I love you because it never stops. Cause the week before you love Titans, Bengals under 47 and a half. ching. ching. You love Tampa over forty-eight and a half, and you had two alternate totals: 50 and a half, 54 and a half, where you're getting plus money. And the game went over all of those. And your best play was Bills fifty over fifty-four. Like you, you've been on fire. It's why you love me. If you guys haven't subscribed to Kenny White, it's a must-follow. But only if you like to win. If you don't like to win, then I mean, don't do it.
3: <laughs> well, Kenny, let's get to the Super Bowl right now. The total. Uh, sitting at 48 and a half, pretty much across the board, uh, you could have, if you were quick to get in, I mentioned on, what was that Monday show yeah. that I got in at 49 and a half. Uh, you could, have. I mean, if you were quick, you could have got a 51 out there. Uh, there were some fifties obviously to be had. So uh, total wise, when it comes to Super Bowl 56, what's, uh, what's jumping out at you?
4: Yeah, the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, on the road uh, just going back and look at their scores and I use median numbers and I love median numbers but you don't even need median numbers for them go back and look at their averages their games average 54 points a game at home and on the road I believe it was like 43 something like that they're just there's so much they're they're so much more conservative in their road games than they are at home uh, and I think this is two coaches that do get very conservative uh, both guys you know I feel punt in situations where a lot of guys would go for it at midfield. And these are two guys that'll take those three points uh, when they have it close down, you know, in the 20 or 30 yard line, they won't go for it. They'll they'll kick the the field goal. So my number on this one, 48. Um, And again, my my side on the game, I have the Rams four and a half points better than the Bengals, Uh, but I've got to give some home field. I just don't know how much home field and home field. All it is, is crowd noise. How much crowd noise are they going to get? Are they going to have 70% or 80% of the stadium? If they are, I could almost say it's worth two points and I would make the game six and a half but I still don't think there's any value there laying four and a half if there's any value maybe the general public comes in on game day and takes the Bengals on the underdog on the money line then maybe we can lay a dollar seventy-five or a dollar eighty on the Rams uh, on game day that that would be a little bit of value on game day but that that would be my closest I could play that game on the side.
3: you know Kenny when it comes to uh, just picking this game, and Super Bowls historically, and you talk to odds makers, and you've been here forever, so you you know this so well. Super Bowl is obviously the most bet event of the entire year, with all the prop bets and then side and total, and and the early reports are, especially with the spread this close, Kenny, you know people are going to want to take that that money line, that plus one sixty five. So, is there going to be a point in your numbers that you would see value? On the Rams money line, you have the Rams minus four and a half, as you mentioned, a little bit uh, with it uh, sitting there. Maybe at six and a half with some home field. So is there a buy point? I know you're going to have to lay juice, but it usually is a saturated money line. You're getting a cheaper money line price normally when it comes to Super Bowls. uh, How do you usually do that yourself? Is there a buy point when it comes to a money line price on the Rams, in your opinion?
4: Yeah, it would be well, because I made it six and a half, my my buy point is going to be about a dollar seventy. Okay. Uh, in this game, and when when I look at this right now, where we're at minus two dollars plus mm-hmm. one seventy five, that's a mid price of 187 and a half, which hits sixty five percent of the time. Um, you have to win sixty five percent of the time, but four and a half point favorites over the last uh, six years only win sixty three percent of the time. So the money line is a little bit high right now. The mid price is a little higher than it actually should be. So I do think there'll be money for the Bengals on game day. And I think this will come down a little bit. But again, my my number at six and a half. You know, I, I feel like the money line should be more about 210, is where that, that should be. And that's with a full stadium, though. Remember, if if the if the stadium's 50-50 and there's half the people in there rooting for the underdog, I'm not going to give any home field. No, I make the game four and a half. I have zero value on that. The one value I do have is on the under. I I did make it 44 Mm -hmm. and I feel solid at 44. I didn't shade anything to get it to 44 with conservative coaches, a pressure situation, a Super Bowl. If this would have been a regular season game, I would make it 44 uh, Cincinnati in LA. So I really feel comfortable about that number. And I feel, feel good about the bet. And I think that, you know, most of my prop bets, are gonna be underplays, and I'll be under in most of uh most of the uh specialty guys. I'll be under in Stafford, and I'll be under in Joe Burrow, because Burrow's numbers, his median numbers, passing yards on the road is a lot lower than his home numbers.
1: You know what's crazy is I'm sitting here and I'm looking up the game time odds at the Super Bowl since 2010. And unless I'm looking at this wrong, I keep going back over it. I only really think the favorites won three times. Like outright. Dogs do well. Ten yeah. and four last fourteen. Yeah, games. Ten and fourteen against the spread last fourteen games. Yeah, yeah. like I <laughs> so I'm looking at this, and you know, does does that kind of statistic can he play into your opinion when it comes to this kind of game where it's ten years not long enough? You want a longer, you know, period of of, of I guess.
4: Well, to go Sean, by. I, it, for for me, that's like a coin flip that you can flip a coin ten times and it's we're going to get 10 heads or we flip that coin 14 times. We could get 10 heads and four tails. Right. But when we flip the coin for this game, it's 50, 50. Once again, that, uh, whether it's going to be the underdog or favorite, it's, it's really 50, 50 in this game. So, um, that, that kind of trend, I, I, I don't, don't follow. Um, you know, I, I'm looking more at coaching and the coaches trends and, you know, where they come to and like the, the Rams, uh, this year, 13-6-1 under in the first half. They're they're 7-0 under their last seven games in the first half. First quarter, Rams this year, 14-6 and six under in the first quarter of games. Uh, they love to run the football. Uh, they don't take any chances early in these games, and uh, they play field position, and that's what Sean McVay does.
3: Talking once again to Kenny White at KYD Vegas on Twitter. Kenny, we'll have plenty of time next week, obviously, to – to break down the prop market when it comes out and it's it's in full force. Once again, Kenny uh, likes the under, his number at 44. So what is your uh, lowest point you would play the under uh, before we uh, pivot real quick? So at what point do you say you got to pass on the total?
4: Well, um, I, I usually like to have um, at least a four and a half point difference on my total. So um, I, I think that that's the number. I wouldn't go much lower than that. I don't think you're going to have to. Uh, I think the number now is settled. Rams four and a half 48 is going to hold into late next week. And then when the crowds start to come in Friday, we'll find out how the betting starts to come in, whether it's going to be on the Rams, the Bengals under and over. Like when we talked earlier, I made my number 44 when 50 popped up on the board and I was able to bet under 50. I hesitated because it's the Super Bowl, And I feel like everybody wants to bet over and I'm used to numbers 54, 55, 56 in Super Bowls. And we do have two really good quarterbacks. Everybody loves Joe Burrow and everybody loves Matt Stafford. So my thought was maybe the general public bets this game over, mm-hmm. and that still could happen. We could still see 49 or 49 and a half, I think, uh, come to game day.
3: Yeah, and I, I, yeah, that, that money's coming. There's no doubt about it. Kenny, uh, we got about 60 seconds. Uh, just quick thoughts on college basketball. You, you're getting into handicapping college basketball now with football in the rear view. Uh, any teams that you really like or a team that you want to fade here on the final 60 seconds?
4: Well, that's a good question. Um, I really like the Illini uh, mm. as a team overall. I bet them to win it all, and I think the uh, I think they're loaded. Uh, um, Andrea Corbello's got to be there, obviously, healthy and playing every game. When him and Kofi are together, that surrounding cast is awfully good. Purdue's really good, too. I've got them rated very high. But uh, right now, actually, and I should say, and I looked it up today, Gonzaga, I have six points better than anybody else in college basketball. Ooh. This might be the year for the Zags, and I was really pretty close to taking plus six dollars today on on the Zags. I think I may do that because they, they are that good.
1: Don't do it, Kenny, my dookies. We already beat them on a neutral site.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kenny, we appreciate it. Great meal today. Yeah, and uh, next week, we'll be breaking down all the props available for the Super Bowl. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks,
4: kid. Thank no. you. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. There Have a great is. week.
3: At KYD Vegas on Twitter, he likes the under, under his number sitting at 40. You know what I like? The Marquette Golden Eagles. Shaka has a home dog. It's Nightcap here on v
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
1: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is
0: This is the Nightcap on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of Citycasts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. It is in the books. Shaka Smart. Marquette Golden Eagles bringing it home. Never in doubt. The assist from Sean King giving me that nudge that I needed. And uh, an outright win.
1: Can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you re-say that? Assist from my life coach, Sean King. <laughs> I'm your life coach. So far, sometimes we're undefeated.
3: We are undefeated. Yeah. I, I will say, you. I mean, you are one who gets very boastful, very confident. You know, sometimes you should have listened to me during the college football season. No,
1: there's, I there's wouldn't change say. anything because I know what you're going to say. I would not change anything at that point. Mm-hmm. No, I was riding the horse I rode in on.
3: You also bet Alabama. Someone told you to bet Georgia
1: did you see how much I bet? Like, yeah. So, I didn't jump into the pool. Matter of fact, I didn't put my toe in the pool. I just went to the pool party. So, I wasn't, like, strongly behind Alabama. Yeah. Just. But, again, if you'd have told me Jameson Williams was going to miss well, three t- quarters of the game, then I would have definitely. Early
3: on, one of your favorite plays of the bowl season, now you changed your mind, should have listened to me right from the get-go, was Michigan plus seven and a half. The reason it's seven and a half,
1: yeah, I changed. So I made that my so, best bet, and it came in.
3: Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I I had it from the jump, but that's cool. Sometimes you should listen yeah, to me. One too.
1: of the thing I, one of the things I do say is I don't, at least this year. So during, so uh, listen. Life is about evolution. Life is about continuing to evolve. You know, to self analyze, to come up and try and be more efficient. You know, the more information, experience, knowledge you have you know, the way you approach things should evolve. Where in my first year here at VEASAN, I don't really do a lot of early wagering. And I know some people live and die by that. But, you know, I kind of talk myself through my decisions throughout the week. And by game time, you know, I kind of come to a a decision. But I don't do a lot of, like, Monday betting for Sunday games. You know, I just – You know, I haven't gotten there yet. You know, maybe after I read some more books this offseason and, you know, go back and really sit down and analyze, you know, my wins, my losses, you know, my processes. You know, I might add that in some capacity, you know, to how we approach the 2022 football season. Once again, Marquette. Is that fair? That's fair. I'm just saying. Well, then have a conversation with me. Don't jump back into, like, the Marquette score. As you're over there doing spreadsheets and stuff while I'm talking. just
3: writing things down here. Not uh, writing, you're typing. I was typing, I was typing in my spreadsheet. I keep, I keep a database of all my bets. As now. your life coach, be present. All right, Puck Just because all the hockey <laughs> is not on right now, and you overslept to make any bets, uh, you can't. I got my Edmonton You can't yell at me when you're. I got my Edmonton bet in. You did, and that came home. Well yeah. done. Yes. Nice win over Washington woo, today woo. for the uh, for the Oilers. Never in doubt. But. Well, I appreciate the assist. Sometimes you can give the appreciation back, but you're never one to do, do that. I do. Okay.
1: So you get credit for listening.
3: <laughs> what I have to deal with every night.
1: Every night. No, when I first met you, when we did our first show, I want to say it might have been August 1st, the first night of the actual nightcap with us as a couple. Mm-hmm. If I would have given you any advice on college basketball at that moment, you would have just giggled.
3: Wow, it was it was August, right? But you now you you listen to I'm what right. I said about Shaka Smart as a home dog, right. and you just gave me right. you see the evolution. All right, can we can we change the topic, or we we want to keep talking about this or? Well, uh, Daniel Alvari, by the way, I mentioned CityCast, uh, a host of our LA CityCast. D A in the building, huge. Huge game tomorrow night between Arizona and UCLA, where Arizona is laying, drumroll, seven against UCLA. And uh, as you've gotten to know me, what would I say about that line?
1: Stinky, but I was betting Arizona regardless. I mean, when we talked about this early in the week, because I thought the game was today. Remember, when you guys thought it was going to be like a three-point line or something. Oh, I didn't yeah. say that. I was like, "No way!" I, I'm, I was going to Arizona. There's no way they shoot All even right. remotely before, close.
3: Before you put words into my mouth, Arizona closed as a two and a half point favorite at UCLA. There's never once on this show did I say they would be a three or four point favorite. I said six or seven.
1: I didn't say you. I said someone that was longer. I thought said they Just thought it would be about three. No. It is this is where it so is sensitive.
3: probably was going to be. No, I like I like credit where credit's due. Yeah. I'm I've I'll definitely
1: tell you what, been looking forward to this game. Yeah.
3: And uh, UCLA shot the lights out. Arizona couldn't hit the the broadside of a barn. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Juzang should be back coming off of COVID. Won't matter. Um Arizona by a gazillion. Yeah. I
1: mean be interesting what Danielle thinks.
3: I think she's we talked about it. Earlier this week, I was on the CityCast with her. I think she's probably going to think take the points. Hard to disagree, I think, UCLA. I think this line is similar to a game that transpired earlier today, which was Wisconsin at Illinois. Illinois was laying seven. Illinois won by 13. So, big number. Big number for a reason. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. I wish that game was, you know, like 10 o'clock.
1: Eastern, but it's uh, jeez. It's not coming at eight o'clock. We'll be an hour in. Oh, that's the wrong. We'll be game. two. It will be two hours. Well, five yeah. comes in at five. It'll yeah. be
3: done by the time we hit the airwaves. So we got to give our thoughts on that game.
1: I'll be out doing the good Lord's work about that time tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Coming to work tomorrow? Yeah, I gotta come make a couple stops. Going to charity events. You you get know? us some guests. Mm, well, maybe.
3: So I, I just want to touch base. We talked about it yesterday about the the Brian Flores lawsuit. And the dolphins have now come out. said so they will be fully cooperative with the investigation said it was uh, false allegations about, uh, you know, anything uh, regarding hundred grand going to Brian Flores for losing. How does this all play out, Sean? Because now Hugh Jackson has gotten involved talking about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he, he brought that up today and, uh, saying that the Haslam family was uh, compensating, or I don't know if they did compensate, but we're discussing compensation when they were winless. How does this all play out, Sean,
1: moving forward? I don't know, but it's going to be fascinating to watch this because it's very hard to get rich people to change unless you do something that impacts them financially. we agree upon that? Oh, absolutely. And the annual fuss that's put up for about a five-day period via the media and via minority coaches about the lack of hiring practices, you know, as it pertains, you know, to minority men getting head coaching jobs in the NFL, it doesn't cost them any money. It generally happens after the season is over, you know, people are going to support the playoff games on Super Bowl regardless. And by the time the next season starts, it's all kind of died away. You know, so what I'm very interested in is if Steven Ross, who owns the Miami Dolphins, and the current owner of the Cleveland Browns is Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy Haslam. Because, and I added them in because Hugh Jackson said. It sounds like you might have even taken money. I don't know. But it sounds like he was in the same situation. Is that an egregious enough offense to warrant them being forced to sell their team? Because to me, it's going to have to be something that drastic for this to really change. Because the Mm -hmm. owners have kind of proven over the last five to seven years where this has really become a hot topic that they're going to do what they want to do. And they're going to hire who they want to hire. But one of them losing their organization behind something that was initiated because of the lack of minorities that are being hired in these positions, qualified minorities, let me add, could be the tipping point into what finally creates more diversity at the head positions in this actual professional league called the NFL. Also, does it have any impact on how the NFL decides draft order? Yeah. The fact that it seems that both in both situations, the owner was trying to get a team that he didn't feel had the necessary pieces to win a championship to then default on the competitive part of trying to win so that they could get a higher selection in the National Football League draft because that's determined by win-loss record. Whereas the NBA, it's determined by lottery. Lottery. I'm not sure how baseball determines Baseball's it. worst record. Right. But you you're know, not getting ready-made talent generally in baseball either. You're getting true. guys that won't be there for a couple years.
3: You know, it's, what's fascinating too, Sean, we got to hit a break, is that the NFL is all about making some money, right? You don't think millions of people would watch NFL lottery. NFL lottery show. <laughs> Are you kidding
1: Absol- me? Absolutely. They
3: would watch anything. They would watch quarterbacks paint and see which dries the <laughs> fastest. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. UCLA, Arizona. Tomorrow, Danielle Alvari breaking it down next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network. getting ready to watch the big game. We want to make sure VEASAN is a part of your plans. On Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to our 6th Annual Live Big Game Betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VEASAN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VEASAN.com. Alongside Super Bowl champ, Sean King, I'm Tim Murray, we're live at the circus sports book a woman who has been here a handful of times has left this city of las vegas gone back to I would say her native area but she's she's she just loves la sean she's uh, she loves la she's from the bay but she's back there in la doing great stuff for the la city cast it is danielle alvari danielle always a pleasure how are you on this wednesday evening
2: Great to join you guys. It's actually like a little bit past my bedtime, but it, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, Sean has a lot of energy. I was surprised.
1: Oh yeah, I'm always all gas, no breaks, thing. Yo, that's just what we do, you know. Sean had a big old meal too before yeah. the show. Cause so Kenny White fed us today, so
3: Sean Sean's been napping in between breaks here, but he wakes up and he's he's ready to go. So well, He's fired up to talk but to him. That's
1: what the big-time performers do. That's right. You know, when the lights come on, you know, hey, you got to entertain the people. One of us has a Super Bowl ring. One of us does. Yeah. Can we get into uh, UCLA, Arizona? Because I can. want her opinion.
3: Well, she's got yeah. – hey, let's get Danielle back on the screen for those of you watching on V-C. Yeah, I out. saw her jersey. There it is. There okay. it is. Right. This
2: is just a shirt I was wearing today. It was just coincidence.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's six and a half. Uh, there's
3: a seven or two out there as well, Danielle. And the last time these two teams met, it was at Paulie Pavilion. I believe you were in attendance. The crowd was fantastic. And UCLA thumped them, 75-59. to 59. And now Arizona's laying this big old number. So, before we dive into that game and your thoughts on, on who's the right side, and what is the injury situation? Johnny Juzang has been dealing with COVID. Is he going to be cleared? Jaime Jaquez has been dealing with an ankle injury. So, what is the latest on uh, on the status of both of those guys heading into tomorrow.
2: Well, Jaime Hawkins Jr. dealing with an ankle injury right now. He went out in the middle of the last game, so he's listed actually as questionable for tomorrow. But as far as Johnny Juzang, he is clear to play. He practiced today, so he should be back in the mix tomorrow. Uh, but Jaime Hawkins Jr., that makes a lot more sense when I'm seeing this huge number for this game now. I mean, six and a half. Arizona has to lay here. Yes, they're at home, but did we forget what happened 10 days ago? I mean, UCLA literally limited them to 30 points less than their season average that night. So uh, I do think that Jaime Hawkins jr. Is just about the last person you want to have missing out of this rotation because he's kind of the glue player for this team. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see. They've had people going in and out. Like we've said, Johnny Juzang was out. Jalen Clark has been out for a couple games. One of their best, strongest defenders. He's still out for tomorrow, Uh, but him being out and then Johnny being out was kind of like they were able to put the patches over. I think that trying to make up for Jaime being out is going to be a tough task for the Bruins.
1: You know, here's what's interesting. And, you know, I've been looking up some information for this game. You know, having a bad shooting night, it happens, right? And so Arizona goes to UCLA. They're in a foreign gym. You know, they shoot 30% from the field. You know, lowest they've shot in nearly two years as a team. And you're like, they just had a bad night. Or you're like, you know, UCLA did a great job defending them, but then they come back home in the friendly confines of the home arena and go three of 23 from three versus Arizona State. Even though they win the game, the shooting woes continue. So as I've looked deeper into this, Danielle, this is the lowest two-game shooting percentage they've had since 2004. Is Arizona in a shooting slump all of a sudden? And if they are, can you all of a sudden come out of that within a short period of time, which would be tomorrow's game versus UCLA.
2: Well, I'm really glad you noticed that because that is the point right now, actually kind of for both teams. When UCLA lost Johnny Juzang in the Cal and Stanford game, their offense definitely took a hit here, uh, but they found a way to be that scrappy team, that experienced team that can still get it done. And their defense is just so incredible that it's still, that was the main focus for them. But for Arizona side of things, I think this is a really young team. I talked about this with Tim yesterday on the Los Angeles city gas pod that this Arizona team bunch of freshmen, couple sophomores, and a senior sometimes in the rotation. And so I think even that is an arrow pointing to the fact that they're probably going to have trouble bouncing back in this offensive kind of issues they've been having. I mean, you mentioned three of 23 from three. Um, They also had trouble with accuracy, 32% uh, for them on that shooting. And that was against Arizona State, who is one of the we're going to just say the worst teams in the PAC 12 right now, they're just not supposed to be a really fierce competitor. Their defense is decent, uh, but there's no reason why that should have affected Arizona's offense that much. So as far as a shooting slump, it's hard to say they've had one game since that UCLA game being that ASU game. But I do think that if this is going to be an offensive challenge on both sides, now UCLA does get Johnny Juzang back. So maybe they'll kind of reignite that. But um, if it's going to be a problem on both sides, that's why I would look, I would love to look at an under for this. The under is actually hitting four of the last five for UCLA. They've covered four straight, which is great. Um, and Arizona, also five of their last seven has also gone under. So I think that's what we're going to see here.
3: Yeah, pretty decent total, 446 and a half here at circa, uh, 146 at Westgate uh, and uh, at Draftkings, uh, 147 and a half. Arizona, UCLA, uh, you know, something we talked about too, Danielle, about Arizona. I think they're 95th in schedule strength. Uh, so they really haven't been tested. They've got really good numbers and the metrics, uh, but they haven't really been tested. So uh, before we,
1: just right, quick. I think I'm going to end game. bet yeah. This. Okay. I'm going to watch the first three minutes and see if Arizona looks like they've come out of their shooting slump. And if they, well, the problem is, if, if, if they come out hot, you're in trouble. If they well, what if the thing? If they come out hot, they're going to win by double digits. True. And the spread won't have moved in game too much in the first couple minutes. But if they come out missing shots, and I think I'm going to take UCLA money line. Yeah,
3: we'll see. Um, And uh, Arizona hasn't really played all that well. So, Danielle, wrapping up on this before we jump to the Rams uh, in the Super Bowl there in L.A. in your backyard. uh, What would you, if you had a, a side or a total, it sounds like under in this game would be the way you would lean.
2: Yeah, I would lean under, and also I I, I like UCLA plus six and a half. I think that's too many points to give this Bruins team. Now, like I said, Jaime Hawkins Jr. being out, probably the last person I want out on this team, really, because he does it all. Um, So I'm interested to see how the Bruins kind of recover, but I do think that he's going to end up going. It'll probably just be on limited minutes, so hopefully that's enough to kind of keep things together for them, but I like six and a half for UCLA.
3: All right, there you go, Danielle, liking her alma mater in ucla catching the points there uh as for the team uh in your backyard that plays professional football uh the rams laying four and a half now a total of 48 and a half Uh, what is your initial feel on on what to expect in the super bowl uh come next weekend
2: well, it's really interesting because this total is kind of perplexing to me because I'm not really sure if we're going to see this shootout between two great quarterbacks or if these two defenses are going to go to battle, which I think is what needs to happen for the Bengals. As good as Joe Burrow is, I don't think they're going to out offense uh, the Rams defense necessarily. This is going to be the toughest front four that he's had to face, obviously. Um, So right off the bat, I thought that four was disrespectful for the Rams It actually opened at three and a half, and now it's gotten up to four and a half in some spots. So I think the market is agreeing. Uh, But that said, there's been a history of Super Bowl underdogs covering here, and the Rams actually have been in five Super Bowls and covered zero times. So not that that means anything, obviously just a trend kind of interesting, but I just think that sometimes maybe we're underestimating uh, how contentious a Super Bowl game is going to be. And maybe you want to be be the person with the points in that situation. And I get it. Cause Joe Burrow is the fun person to bet on right now. And he's covered six games in a row. He's 12 and four ATS actually versus above 500 opponents, which makes him the most profitable quarterback in the NFL since he was drafted number one overall. So He's the fun, hot kid to bet on right now. I get it. And the Rams are old. It's also like the Lakers, just old teams in here in L.A. Uh, But it'd be really cool to see a lot of these guys on the Rams get their first ring. Uh, That said, I think the Rams are the better team here. I think we can all agree that. And I think the market thinks that. Uh, But I'm just wondering how high this number is going to get.
1: You know, it's interesting. I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do, Danielle. But if a team can go on the road and give up nine sacks and win outright, and then go on the road the following weekend and fall behind 21-3 to and win outright. I just don't know if the Rams can present any larger obstacles. So, I mean, sometimes when they're hot, you just got to roll with them. I mean, this just might be the Bengals' year.
2: I completely agree with you. I think that the Titans were a really tough challenge for Joper already, and he still beat that team. It's exactly what you're saying. So that's why it's understandable. I mean, four and a half, four is a terrible number to me. Four and a half is a terrible number. Is it really that much better than four or even three and a half? Uh, So maybe we see something like a field goal game, just like we've seen with all these Bengals games lately. So I
3: Oop. Danielle was us some good. Insight. We got to
1: get Danielle on more. I yeah. like Danielle.
3: So check her out. Danielle Alvari on Twitter. Uh, the beauty of technology.
1: And Aaron's froze too. Like Danielle froze and then Aaron froze. The picture that has him. Oh, he's just so now nah, I think, nah I I think he he's
3: just, I think he's just uh, standing still there. So thank you to Danielle Alvari. Uh, great stuff there. She's rolling with her alma mater. We'll get more thoughts on Arizona UCLA and more of the Thursday card. As we wrap things up, That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Man, oh, man. Big old night of college hoops tomorrow. Can't wait for UCLA and Arizona. We'll break it all down for you. Then we'll hand it off to Scott Seidenberg. We'll join you at the top of the hour. Stick around here on the Nightcap.
2: This is the Nightcap on vSEN,
4: the sports betting network.
3: You know that VEASAN is the best place to get all of your betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, tips from our experts. Visit VEASAN.com Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Apparently, we might have a new segment coming on eventually uh, because stormy not very happy, happy about uh, the NHL lines either she said wild puck line and a wild flames money line parlay coming through in the clutch anyone else exhausted by the NHL prices lately books got to
1: chill that's right that's my dog she knows when you know you know I went on this rant two nights ago for the same did. reason. Well, what, it's ridiculous that before the All-Star game, a minus 550 favorite even exists in hockey. Like, that is ludicrous. Well, then the when t- you look t- at tell the card. to get better. I'm just saying, man. Like, you can't look at a a, 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 a 10-game hockey card and seven of the games, the favorite is minus 275 and higher. Like, that's ridiculous. Got to get creative. No, hockey needs to get it together. Get the bottom half of their league right. That is there's your yes. business. Don't don't yell at bookmakers. But until they do, they let the public win a couple dollars,
3: man. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're in on that business. They they were running a business here, like Tony Soprano said.
1: A business, man. Matter of fact, Big Kings, Puck is play of the day last Ooh. night. Uh-oh. came through Edmonton Oilers in a great spot against the Washington Capitals, who had just played a road game at Pittsburgh, a division opponent. Tough, hard-fought victory. Having to come back home the following night and play a much improved and well playing uh, Oilers team, and and the Oilers gave up an early lead, but ultimately they actually were the underdogs last night. When I made the bet, they were plus one ten. This morning, when I did, I didn't get out the bed, but when I looked at the numbers, <laughs> they had actually become the favorite. What did you do? What did you do last night? Huh? What did you do last night? You. Were you know, I play in this uh, Tuesday poker tournament at my upscale fancy cigar lounge and you know I don't know I just think you know how finally you have to get some rest and like it was a weekend that culminated into to Tuesday and I just I was tired but luckily I got it last night but if you did catch the Oilers as the favorite this morning they actually covered the puck line which had to be extremely juicy
3: yeah Alex Ovechkin covid Ruled out today, will not make the All-Star game here in town, which is kind of a bummer. He's always a fun one to watch uh, during the skills competition. So it's pretty uh, good. A bummer to see that, uh, but uh, positive for those who tailed uh, Mr. King's advice on the Edmonton Oilers. All right, Sean, let's get to the college basketball slate for Thursday. No game bigger than Arizona. taking on UCLA. A top 10 showdown. Eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific. So this game will be wrapped up by the time we hit the air. Arizona is laying six and a half. Mm-hmm. These two teams played about a week and a half ago, and it was a dominant performance by the uh, by the Bruins, winning that game seventy five to fifty nine at Pauley Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Now this game is back in Tucson. What is your feel on this one? I think you know the way I think. This is a line that oddsmakers are begging you to take UCLA. This is the third-ranked team in the country in UCLA, a team that just beat Arizona last week right, by 16. right. And now Arizona's laying 6.5. Question marks about health. Jaime Jaquez Jr. questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, Johnny Juzang should be back after missing a couple games due to COVID. Let me just point this out there for UCLA. Since losing an overtime loss to Oregon, UCLA has now won six consecutive games. They've been playing some really good basketball. Arizona couldn't shoot at all against UCLA on the road. Came back home and played pretty poorly against a bad Arizona State team. Shot poorly as well. So can this Arizona team get it together in a huge showdown against a team that honestly embarrassed them about nine days prior. I kind of like the cats here at home, laying
1: the six and a half. If we could, like, control the lights and, like, start flashing the lights right now (laughs) and, like, make our Twitter pages flash because, like, some really, really hot information is about to hit the, the public, that's what I'm about to give you. If ever there was a game to live bet and not bet pre-tip, it's UCLA-Arizona. And here's why. We went over with Danielle. Statistically, this is the worst two-game stretch for Arizona since 2004 from a shooting percentage standpoint. They had a really bad shooting performance in a road game that you mentioned. They lost to UCLA. Mm -hmm. They came home and went 3-23 from 3 versus Arizona State. So here's to me why the only way to approach this game is to live bet it. Just watch the first two and a half minutes of the game. If Arizona is knocking down shots, then I'm telling you, take Arizona minus the point, even if it's up to nine, because they're going to blow them out. But if Arizona comes out and they run a couple great offensive plays and they miss a wide-open three and then they miss a mid-range J, take UCLA on the money line because UCLA is going to win the game outright. Cause sometimes when you have these shooting slumps, it's in your mind. It's not your technique. It's not your talent. It's your mind. And when you go three of twenty-three against Arizona State, who's not great on defense at home in your own gym, especially when you have some guys that really aren't household names, I think this could be something that kind of lingers a little bit, you know, with this Arizona team and. I think UCLA can win the game outright if they continue to shoot like that. So I think it's an in game bet for me.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'll uh I don't know if I'll go pre flop. We'll see. Jaime Hawkes, big question there, but uh the line is is certainly interesting. Right. Certainly is an interesting one. One game that might be off the radar to some, but it should be on everybody's radar. Boise State, Wyoming. This is gonna be a phenomenal basketball. Where's the game, game at? In Laramie. Go at Wyoming. These two teams just played. Go at Wyoming. A week ago. Yeah. Boise State won 65 62. Boise State has won 14 straight games. They are the only unbeaten team in the Mountain West. Wyoming is laying a point against. Say that again. What about State. Boise
1: State in the stretch, Uh They've won 14 straight. And who's favorite? Wyoming. Don't overthink it. Thank you. Bet Wyoming. Yep. I think like
3: Wyoming. Both these teams coming off overtime wins. Uh, Last Friday night, I was on Fresno State. They had that game until they didn't. And Boise State wins that game in overtime. Of course, where overtime is where dogs go to die. And uh, was on the wrong side there. I'm betting against them again. Give me the pokes. Wyoming at home to beat Boise State. Hand them their first Mountain West loss of the season. It's going to be a great game. I've
1: been in that gym before. You can't breathe. I called Wyoming, Nebraska. Did you really? In Laramie. Yeah, when I was working for ESPN. And, of course, we were there the day early. Actually, I really nice facilities at University of Wyoming. But we walked around campus, and I went into gym. You can't breathe. It's like a high school gym. Boise State, they're going to get scared, nervous. Can't make shots. Crowd's right on top of you. Take Wyoming. Don't overthink it.
3: One final game to get to where defense will be optional. Ohio State at home against Iowa tomorrow night. Iowa getting five on the road against the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes coming off a crazy game over the weekend in which they were down 20 to Purdue, came all the way back until Jaden Ivey ripped their hearts out with a clutch three as the Boilermakers were able to win that game by three. Iowa, on the other hand, we know they're terrible defensively. They're 106 in the country in defensive efficiency. They've lost now two in a row. They lost on the road in double overtime earlier this week to Penn State. They're back on the road. Is this a spot for Iowa to keep things close against Ohio State?
1: The only way you bet Iowa in this game is if you hate money. This is Ohio State by double digits if I've ever seen it. Iowa's not a very good Big Ten team. That's why they're 4-6 and six in the conference. They're a terrible road team in the conference. That's why they're 2-5 and five on the road. And guess who's great at home? Ohio State, 9-0 oh on the season at home. Even a win over my Dukies.
3: They do have that, EJ Liddell. One
1: thing's for certain, two things for sure. Three things go cash the ticket. That says Ohio State minus five and a half tomorrow. Ohio State wins easily.
3: The reason that number's that high, folks, at one fifty three, both these teams are north of eighty in defensive efficiency. Points of plenty. If you're playing the under, you're a brave soul. We'll see what happens. E. J. Liddell. You with me? We'll be hard to say. Are we us. go Buckeyes? Uh, you got it. No, no. I uh, want you with me. I'm rolling on the pokes. I kinda wanna do the over here. Pokes. Wyoming. Cowboys okay all right thank you to Warren Moon thank you to Tim Kirkchin to Kenny White to Danielle Alvari guess who's up next Scott Seidenberg right here on Vison
0: from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
1: is going on a road trip I thought in that moment